Activision Blizzard updates. Crunch. And who actually cares about crypto and gaming? This and more this week on 8-Bits for the week of January 21st, 2022. Welcome to 8-Bits, a weekly podcast bringing you 8-Bits of video game news and a quick way to get you on with your day. I'm your host, Frankie Godoy. Now, let's get started. We have more updates following the news of Microsoft's pending acquisition of Activision Blizzard King earlier this week. First, additional reporting day of after publishing my special report claims that Activision Blizzard King CEO Bobby Kotick pitched a potential acquisition of gaming publications Kotaku and PC Gamer. The acquisitions were in hopes to turn around the public perception of the company following the abuse and harassment revelations of summer 2021 and the Hong Kong controversy prior to that in fall 2019. Kotick also spoke to VentureBeat in his first interview following the news. Kotick noted that the acquisition seemed necessary with other companies such as Tencent, NetEase, Apple, Google, Amazon, and Facebook investing more in the gaming space. Kotick spoke positively about the talks of acquisition between Microsoft Gaming CEO Phil Spencer, despite previous reporting from other outlets claiming Kotick was hesitant to sell. Ultimately, Kotick dodged direct answers to many of the most pointed questions regarding the ongoing investigations and lawsuits facing the company by redirecting the was already been said regarding the company's shift to oust all employees involved in the harassment, as well as deflecting towards the company's stock price. Reactions to the acquisition also continued internally. Blizzard president Mike Ibarra, formerly of Microsoft, laid out plans on how the company would be moving forward with a new focus both on employees and players. Blizzard will be building out internal people-focused positions, including more HR people, a dedicated culture person, and a leader focused on diversity, equity, and inclusion at Blizzard Entertainment. The outlay changes have been challenged by the ABK Workers Alliance on Twitter, noting that upper management has yet to acknowledge the ongoing worker strike at Raven Software. The strike was further unacknowledged, at an all-hands meeting hosted by Bobby Kotick to answer questions regarding the acquisition. After arriving late, Kotick avoided most questions raised by staff, instead noting that the company would not be forced to move on to Microsoft Teams. Importantly, Kotick says that Microsoft is, quote, committed to trying to retain as many of our people as possible, potentially meaning upcoming layoffs are in the future beyond the QA staff at Raven Software. The acquisition news also shook the rest of the gaming industry. Following the announcement, Sony lost over 12% of their stock value, resulting in an almost $20 billion loss off their market cap. At time of writing, the company has recovered slightly to only 9% under the company's price prior to Tuesday's news. Concern also rose regarding PlayStation's current partnership with the Call of Duty series, including marketing rights and exclusive content. In the statement to the Wall Street Journal, a spokesperson from Sony says, quote, We expect that Microsoft will abide by contractual agreements and continue to ensure Activision games are multi-platform. Per a statement by Phil Spencer, and in Microsoft's SEC filing, this will remain true. On Twitter, Spencer says, quote, Had good calls this week with leaders at Sony. I confirmed our intent to honor all existing agreements upon acquisition of Activision Blizzard in our desire to keep Call of Duty on PlayStation. Sony is an important part of our industry, and we value our relationship. 
This lines up with Microsoft's approach to the accessibility of Minecraft following the company's purchase of Mojang in late 2014. Microsoft's acquisition and other gaming acquisitions could become more difficult due to new regulations set by the SEC. The new chair of the Securities and Exchange Commission, Gary Gensler, laid out what changes would be coming in 2022 under his leadership, many focusing on SPACs, or Special Purpose Acquisition Companies. SPACs are companies established for the sole purpose of building money through a public offering, or IPO, in order to acquire another company. This is the method being used by FaZe Clan to go public sometime this year in partnership with B. Riley Financial. Other priorities laid out for the year include new regulations on cryptocurrency and decentralized finance, which, depending on how the rules are implemented, could spell the end for companies like Ubisoft and Square Enix to develop play-to-earn games built on the blockchain. And now for a brief message from our sponsor. For all the joy LEGO brings the children, that same joy does not seem to be shared by the LEGO video game developers at TT Games. A new report from Polygon tells of the experience of 20 former and current developers at TT Games, including those working on the long-delayed LEGO Star Wars The Skywalker Saga, finally releasing in April. The developers described their experience as, quote, soft-spoken blackmail and sometimes less soft-spoken, as a former manager at the studio would yell at employees attempting to leave work on time. Long periods of crunch were also commonplace at the studio in order to meet the annualized nature of LEGO game releases or to line up with an upcoming film release. For some employees, overtime would only be paid out up to 40 hours due to how overtime pay was calculated at the studio, leading to 80 to 100-hour weeks with only some of the hours actually being paid for. Changes are being made at the studio for the better, however. The company plans to move away from some of the archaic tools used to build LEGO games and move to Unreal Engine for future projects to make development easier for the team. Current staff at the studio also say that management is doing better to mitigate overtime on the team. At time of writing, TT Games has yet to respond to any of the allegations made in the story. 2021 was the biggest year for video games ever in the United States. Last year, consumers spent $60.4 billion on video games, up 8% from 2020. Of that $60.4 billion, 51.7 was in software like games, DLC, microtransactions, and subscriptions. Call of Duty Vanguard and Black Ops Cold War were the two most popular games of the year, followed by Madden NFL 22 in third. On each platform, Marvel's Spider-Man Miles Morales was the biggest exclusive on PlayStation 5, Pokemon Brilliant Diamond and Shiny Pearl on Switch, and Forza Horizon 5 on Xbox. Pokemon Diamond and Pearl were the biggest exclusives of the year, combined becoming the fourth best-selling games of the year. The Nintendo Switch also continued to be the best-selling console of the year, as per the NPD Group. A quarter of the gaming industry is interested in cryptocurrency and NFTs, as per the annual State of the Industry survey conducted by GDC. The team at the Game Developers Conference surveyed 2,700 people in the industry on a variety of subjects. Of the 2,700 survey, 27% and 28% showed interest in crypto as a payment tool and NFTs, respectively. Only 1% of developers surveyed were already using the blockchain in some form for game development. Developers' opinions varied from, quote, it's the wave of the future, to, quote, 
Burn them to the ground. Ban everyone involved in them. Other questions poised include unionization, where 55% of those asked believe the industry should unionize with another 22% on the fence. 62% listed PC as the most interesting platform to develop for, with PlayStation 5 being the lead console for development. 59% of those surveyed are also working 40 hours a week or less. For an idea of the demographics of the survey, 73% of the respondents identified as male, and 54 were based in the United States. The full survey is available for free through the GDC conference website. Finally this week, after seven days of streaming, AGDQ 2022 is the most successful fundraising event in the group's history. The annual event raised a total of $3,416,729 over the week, with most of the funds coming in the last 48 hours. The event also raised $1 million faster than any previous Games Done Quick event. Even though the event is over, all bit donations and subscriptions throughout the month of January will add to the total donated to the Prevent Cancer Foundation at the end of the month. And looking forward to next week, Indie Darling The Artful Escape launches on PlayStation 4, PlayStation 5, and Nintendo Switch on January 25th. Mech shooter Damon X Machina launches on PC on January 27th. One of the first big titles of the year, Pokemon Legends Arceus, launches on January 28th. The Uncharted Legacy of Thieves collection also launches on the 28th on PC and PlayStation 5. And that's it for this episode of 8-Bits. Thank you for listening. If you enjoyed this, be sure to subscribe on whatever podcast platform you happen to be listening on. I'd really appreciate it. If you want to hear more from me, you can follow me on Twitter at Frankie Godoy. That is at F-R-A-N-K-I-E-G-O-D-O-Y. You can also follow the official show Twitter at 8BitsGG. That is the number 8, B-I-T-S-G-G. But otherwise, that's really it. So, once again, thank you for listening, and have a good rest of your week. (laughs) 